Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve All. You know, we've all heard stories about Social Security having to cut back on benefits as soon as 2033. One option is to move the age when you get, you know, that full retirement benefit up to 68. But according to one study, that would only solve 14% of the problem. So when you do a Social Security report, Steve, for a new client, how often do you advise them to wait until at least full retirement age? And, And what kind of difference does it make? We look at it when we actually do the comprehensive retirement plan. We always include something with Social Security if they have not already started it. If you've already started it, I can't really change it. But my kind of unwritten rule of thumb is the lower earner of the two in a marital married couple situation that we turn on the Social Security of the lower earner when necessary and available. Because remember, there's an annual earnings test. You can't make more than it's around twenty, twenty-two thousand dollars, and still get your Social Security check. They will penalize you a little bit for that. So, when that person quits working, turn on the Social Security. The larger earner of the two, we sit there and say, "Hey, let's wait as long as possible that we can do it." You know, and then turn that on at seventy. A lot of people say, "Well, Steve, I can't wait." Well, we can spend down some of those IRA assets if we've got some big IRA accounts. We can spend that money down while that Social Security rises because most people don't understand that the difference between starting at 62, Steve and Sherry had come in. Sherry wasn't working outside the house. We looked at starting her at 62. Steve, we had to look at him. He was born in 1958. If his full retirement benefit was $2,000, if he'd have started at age 62, he'd only got 1434. If he waited till age 70, he'd get $2,533 a month. Wow. Which is a 76% increase. It's huge. And the main thing that we look at for that increase is that is the survivor's benefit later. The, 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 the higher amount is what gets to stick around when one of the two passes away. So if Steve would pass away early, Sherry would get her benefit plus enough to match the value of Steve's. So that's where we have to look at a lot around when do people start. As they stated before, government, legislative risk. They said that if they raised it to 68, it would only get about 14%. Other things that are being spoken about at this time, you know, limiting a spousal deduction for high earners. They're also talking about means testing by either income or your net worth to slow down the amount that you get. So I look at it to the point where there are going to be changes in Social Security. They have to do it because of the fact that 20 to 25% in decrease, if somebody, that was their only income that they had, and they're getting twelve to $1,500 a month, they can't afford a 25% decrease. Mm-hmm. So they will change the rules. There's, there's some software that we have. It's a social security risk score that we can actually run the information for you and say, what are the chances of yours being reduced and by how much? So when we do that comprehensive retirement plan, we'll run that social security analysis and we'll run your social security risk score. Those are the two of things that we will complete. So if you're not sure on these things, give us a call right now. Ask for that comprehensive retirement plan because Social Security planning can't be done in a vacuum. And we'll include the Social Security analysis and the Social Security risk score. 
Give us a call now. Allow myself and my team to assist you in your retirement years. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to see how all the different moving parts are falling into place to give you that income for life and to make sure that you're not going to run out of money. That's the number one fear. If you want to come in for this comprehensive retirement plan with this social security analysis and risk score, give a call right now, 636-230-8824. Again, that's 636 636- Two three zero eighty eight twenty four. A woman who wrote to an advice columnist said that she inherited millions from her late parents, but she can't bring herself to tell her husband. It's kind of crazy. She says that she can't because he was never good with saving, and she's afraid that he's going to just, you know, just go through it crazy, carelessly. So in the estate planning discussion, have you encountered, hey, there's a pile of money here, but I don't trust where it should go, or my husband or wife doesn't know about it? Well, not as much if the idea around my husband or wife doesn't know about it. I have not had a situation like that. But when we start to talk about people and estate planning, one of the things that we look at, when are trusts most needed? One, if you have a special needs child, they just can't receive all the money or they'll lose a lot of their state benefits. That's a great reason to have a trust. The other one is spendthrift provisions. If I have... A child, if I gave them a dime, they'd spend 11 cents. You know, this, as she put, her husband likes to spend money. Mm-hmm. So it comes from those. So the spendthrift provisions. Well, th- when I look at things like this, another reason why people is trust is one, if you've got a lot of after tax assets like they've got right here and you, you keep it in a trust, that's not a marital asset. Greg and Cheryl, they got together. They had a very nice estate. And we had a client that came with it. And so they, they allowed us to be with them. And, and when they went in, Greg's attorney explained the fact that to the children that when they pass away, they're not going to get this money directory. It will be left in trust and they will have to call a trustee to be able to take care of these assets. And as long as they stay in that trust, they're not marital assets. This attorney had all of the family members there, both the husbands and the wives. That way the spouse knew they weren't heirs to this estate. Now the children were. So that's a more difficult estate, and that's where we get to some that are very difficult. And they there's a lot of legal preparations that need to be made before somebody passes away. It's a lot harder to change it after they're gone. So that's one of the things I like people to look at. If spendthrift provisions, special needs child, houses in more than one, uh, you know, legal documents are very important. Now, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't draw up legal documents, but that is part of the planning process when we look at it, that estate and legacy planning. Do you need these kind of things? If you have a son-in-law or a daughter-in-law that you don't know if they'll be married or you don't want that have them having the assets, if you have those wishes, That's got to be made up before somebody passes away. For our clients, we assist them in getting them. If you've got questions like that and you're not sure, give me a call. We can name an attorney that we'd like for you to go to. But give us a call now because we believe that legacy planning is a part of that comprehensive retirement plan. It includes tax strategies, income generation, Social Security optimization, estate planning, and right here what we're talking about legacy planning. Give us a call now. Ask for that comprehensive retirement plan. Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. 
Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor and an affiliate of Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. BWA and the All Financial Group are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BWA, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.